It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most important position on the floor. It's also one that is quietly up in the air for the Orlando Magic and one that we're going to be talking about for a long time. Let's preview the issue. It's not a problem. Preview it before the final quarter of the season. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is March 3rd, 2023. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic have two really strong point guards. Two guards that I think they really, really like. But they're two guards that come with a lot of questions. Not about them so much, but about their place with the Magic in the future. We're going to get into some of those details and some of that conversation that's going to really be a big preview for one of the big decisions in the offseason coming up. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. So last week... Um, the rumor that won't go away popped up again. Um, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports on his podcast, please don't aggregate this. And I promise I'm not going to aggregate this, Jake. I know I, I, I spoke a little bit about it um, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'm going to speak a little bit about it here, but I'm going to try and give it the proper context. I appreciate everything you do, Jake Fisher. Um, but the part that did get aggregated uh, to everywhere uh, on the internet was... The Magic are expected to throw a lot of money at Fred VanVleet. This this is not a new rumor, folks. We dealt with it at the trade deadline. We're going to deal with it as we get closer to free agency because the Magic do have the ability uh, to create enough cap room to go after Fred VanVleet and meet what is expected to be a pretty hefty uh, salary demand. Um, we may talk more about the, the pros and cons of that in June, uh, I, I'm not worried about that right now. It's it's it. Let's we want to focus on the team that we have. But the rumor, you know, caught my eye enough because Jake Fisher is again a reporter that I respect. Um, that I wanted to get the full context. So again, I, I would encourage you all, please, whenever you see a rumor like this, go to the original source. Do not just listen to the aggregators, including me. Go to the original source. Figure out the context in which everything is said. Uh, and, fig- and 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 find the kind of what's what's holding it up or, or, or what's behind the rumor. Again, a- a- as I say, during trade deadline season and draft season, when you see a rumor, don't necessarily break down the specific rumor uh, to, to say, oh, this is what's going to happen or this is how it could happen, although that is valuable at times. Ask the why. Why is this being leaked? 
You remember, like I said, during the trade deadline, I thought a lot of this stuff was being leaked because the Magic were the boogeyman, um, were the team that everyone was kind of using to say like, hey, do this, or, or they're coming. They're, 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 they got the money to do this. At this point, though, I, I'll say it. I'll agree with this. There's enough smoke coming out of the Van Vliet rumors that we do have to take it with at least a little bit of seriousness. It, it keeps popping up, and it keeps popping up for a reason, even if it's not the Magic leaking it or saying anything. However, the context in which this statement was made is important. And again, please, go listen to Please Don't Aggregate This. I believe it was last week's episode, um, kind of a post-All-Star recap episode where they talk a little bit about this. They take a question on the Magic. Uh, and Jake Fisher says, look, Jake Fisher says he said, look, a lot of people that I talk to think that the Magic are going to throw a lot of money at Fred Van Vliet. But they really like Markel Fultz. And Markel Fultz may well be playing himself to a point where the Magic don't think that that's the right investment for them. That's the part that was interesting to me. Because as we're going to explore here on the show, the Magic's point guard situation feels very fluid right now. It feels both solid and fluid at the same time. Markel Fultz has had a fantastic season. He's averaging a career high in points. I think it's like 13.3 per game. Uh, he's really starting to come into his own. We're starting to see him play uh, more consistently, you know, not just doing the things that that don't show up on a box score that we all love about Marco Fultz, and we keep shouting like, hey, this is why Fultz is such a good player. But he's also doing a lot of He's just also starting to pick up those, those counting stats. He's getting a lot more confident this three-pointer. He's trying to dunk everything. There is a lot to like about Markel Fultz. And there is a reason to believe, at just 25 years old, a former number one overall pick, he's got talent. There is reason to believe and to stay with a guy like Markel Fultz. There is a reason to keep him and, and keep trying him at this spot. Having said that, there are still concerns. No doubt, as we learned Wednesday night, the Magic's lack of three-point shooting is just destroying this team. They are performing well and playing well despite their lack of three-point shooting. But at the end of the day, to compete at the highest levels, uh, to get into the top 10 in offensive rating, you have to be, if you're going to be low volume, you've got to be ruthlessly efficient at three-pointers like the Denver Nuggets are. Or you've got to make you've got to take enough threes to make enough threes to keep up in this league. And look, the Magic are able to get to the line so well. Now, I, I'm really excited about how the Magic are building their offense because they've kind of built it for the playoffs already. Because they take a lot of those kind of playoff shots, mid-range jumpers, uh, getting to the foul line, the stuff that's going to pay off for them when they do get into into late April and May, uh, when they get into late April and May basketball. But in the regular season, sometimes you got to be able to hit 25 threes. <laughs> and that's a lot. Sometimes you just got to be able to hit 15 threes. So you, just, you can't get outshot by six, seven threes on the regular. And that's what happens with the Magic. And obviously, Markel Fultz is a non-shooter. He's a willing shooter. I'm happy that he's taking threes. Please keep taking threes, Markel Fultz. But he is a non-shooter. Teams treat him like a non-shooter. They are happy to let him shoot threes. And if he makes one of three every game, they're going to be pleased. Because that means, A, he's not driving where he's really dangerous. He's not getting in the mid-range where he's really dangerous. He's not getting to the rim where he's explosive and really dangerous. 
And the numbers kind of tell a weird story about Markel Fultz. It's something I've talked about with 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 some of my reporter friends. It's 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 a mystery that we can't solve because we all agree Markel Fultz is playing really really well. Yet the Magic have a negative net rating with Fultz on the floor. Now some of this has to do with the starters have really struggled over the last few games. Again, some of that is the lack of shooting. Some of that is Paolo Bancaro's slump. You know how how much would things change? If Bancaro was playing at the level he was back in November, December, um, you know, we saw Monday night against New Orleans when Bancaro's on, that starting lineup is very, very strong and very, very tough to beat. Um, you know, I, I hate to put a, put it all on a rookie, uh, but Bancaro's really, really important to this team uh, and their future development. Fultz, Fultz has a lot to prove, and that's where I'm getting at ultimately. All these questions about whether the Magic are going to chase after a guy like Fred VanVleet in the offseason, um, a lot of these questions, the real underpinning of those questions is really about Markel Fultz. I mean, yes, you could play VanVleet at the two next to Fultz. He's done it in Toronto. He's a strong enough defender that he can make up for his lack of size, although I'm, uh, my, one of my concerns in that signing and that potential and chasing after him is that, that VanVleet will be on the wrong side of 30 very, very soon. Um, it's... It all comes back to, there's a, still a lot of questions about Markel Fultz. And this is part of kind of the decision point the Magic are at. Markel Fultz's contract expires at the end of next season. He has a team option for, for he has essentially a team option. It's a non-guaranteed deal for next season. Uh, they're going to pick that up. That's, 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 that's no concern. Fultz has started to look like himself and started to look more comfortable on the court. And that's all really good news. But there are still questions about whether he is a point guard who can lead your team deep into the playoffs. It's it's essentially this question, can you win in this league with a non-shooting point guard? You know, Rajon Rondo was able to do it in a very different league. And that's part of why this last 19-20 games for Marco Fultz are so important. Because he's got to continue to establish himself and kind of reclaim some of the hype around him. Certainly he started doing that. He had a really nice game against Milwaukee. I thought he played great defense on Drew Holiday as well. Um, His defense is something we don't talk enough about. Um, I think he's replacing Kyle Lowry with the strongest butt in the league. And just watch how he uses his butt to create space and you will agree with me on that. Um... The Magic are happy with Markel Fultz. I don't think they're looking to shop him. I don't think they're looking to move off of him. But that doesn't mean those questions don't persist. And that doesn't mean that's not a question that's going to come to a head here in the next year and a half. Fultz so far is proving everyone everyone's confidence correct. He has played exceptionally well this season. But... I can't deny and I can't ignore that this question still exists. And how the Magic assess their players and and decide who moves on and who stays is going to be one of the trickiest parts of this next phase of the rebuild. There's another player, another point guard, you could probably guess who, um, who also is facing a big fourth quarter of the season. We'll chat a little bit about Cole Anthony and the future for him coming up here in just a moment. 
But first, it is time to name our Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week. And it's brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Our Player of the Week could be any, could be a lot of guys. Could be the guy we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about him for 10 minutes. So I'm going to save him, even though he is worthy of it. This week's Player of the Week is Paolo Bancara. Gave us that star glimpse on Monday, scoring 29 points, including eight in the fourth quarter, six in crunch time to help the Magic defeat the New Orleans Pelicans. Won his third consecutive Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month, joining Shaquille O'Neal as the only Orlando Magic players to win three Rookie of the Month awards. And that was a down month for Paolo Bancaro in February. What's really impressive about Bancaro continues to be how he produces even when he's not playing well. And look, I say this all the time on the show, Rookies are bad. Paolo Bancaro is a rookie. Please don't forget that. I know there's some people who are, are wringing their hands over Bancaro. I just said that a lot of this Magic team success, even now, is based on Bancaro. That's a good thing. Failure right now is a good thing. It's going to help him learn and succeed in the future. And that's why Paolo Bancaro is probably going to be our player of the year, but also just such an exciting and fun player to watch. Can be a little bit of a roller coaster, has its ups and downs, has its twists and turns. That's life as an NBA rookie. Paolo Bancaro is brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, and stunningly powerful. That's why Paolo Bancaro is our Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week. Don't forget to check out the 2023 Nissan Aria. It packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people. Who love to drive? Shop now at NissanUSA.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. There is one big decision looming this summer. Um, And again, I don't mean to fast forward to the summer too much. Um, but, you know, now that we're starting the fourth quarter of the season, some of these off-season questions do start to hover and weigh a little bit heavier. There, there are storm clouds on the horizon. Maybe not storm clouds because it's not looming ominously. It's opportunity too. It's tough decisions, but it's opportunity too. And one of the big decisions that I know I've previewed on the show, I think we talked about it with Keith Smith uh, uh, before the trade deadline, is... The contract extension negotiations for Cole Anthony. They're still hiding from it. Let's not ignore that elephant in the room. That as uh, that in free agency and the draft. Uh, they have a lot of big, the Magic have a lot of big decisions to make this offseason. But Cole Anthony may well be one of the biggest. On one hand, Cole Anthony is a player who does and should 
believe that he is a starter in this league. He's been a starter early in his career. He has gotten better. He is having, uh, frankly, he is having a career season. I know his scoring is down. He's averaging like 11.8 points per game. But the dude has embraced his six-man role and is tearing it up. He is discovering that he can have big scoring games like he did Wednesday night and help his team win in a meaningful way. And frankly, coming off the bench hides some of his flaws and puts him in lineups that I think cause a little bit more chaos and allow him to be himself, be more of himself in a positive way. Again, not that Cole Anthony can't start, not that I'm not comfortable with Cole Anthony starting, but this is one of the big questions the team faces. And again, this is part of the point guard questions that we have. Cole Anthony has really started to play well, though. Um, and started to play in a way that makes you that, that makes you feel a lot more comfortable investing in him. Um, the question is going to be how much. And that's going to be a question that, that we'll answer a little bit further on in June. But for now, like Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony is playing for his future here in these final 19 games, these final 19-20 games. He has embraced his sixth-man role. It's exciting and fun to watch. It's exciting and good to see. He has embraced that sixth-man role. And that has made him, that has given him a role. That's, that's made him valuable to this team. That's shown how he can help this team win as this team has picked up its pace and, and started to win more consistently. Now we know what Cole Anthony looks like on a winning team. That's what the Magic have been since December 7th. And so the end of the season, the run to the end of the season is essentially Cole Anthony's audition for this team and its future. Every game has been to this point, but this is really Cole Anthony setting his market. You know, he's not a free agent this summer. He's extension eligible. And I would anticipate that the Magic, who are very good at taking care of their own and taking care of their own players, are going to try and take care of him now. I think the, I, I believe the Magic can do everything they can, you know, within reason, to sign him to an extension over the offseason rather than taking it to, if not over the offseason, right before training camp, rather than taking him to restricted free agency where he could make a lot of money. And that's going to be part of the calculus for Cole, too, is to think, how much money can I make on the open market? Can I get a starting role? Compared to staying in Orlando, you know, Whatever the Magic can offer him, you know, fair mar- it'll be fair price, I, I, I would assume. Uh, and continuing to play in this role. You know, it, it, it's, it's not an easy decision for Cole as much as it's not an easy decision for Orlando. But every free agent decision starts with how you play on the court. That's the truth. Every free agent decision starts with your production on the floor. And that is where... Cole Anthony has thrived. If you would have asked me back in December, January, I might have been a little bit more skeptical of the Magic re-signing Cole Anthony. Now I think that it's something they probably should do, even if it's just to preserve the salary amount for a future trade. Which again, I, I don't like signing guys just to trade them later, but undoubtedly that is part of the cal- that is part of the calculus. I. I I'll get to this in June, but I don't think free agency is how you acquire players. I think it's trades. And and I think you just need to be positioned well. You need to be competitive enough and positioned well to make trades. And I think that's one of the brilliant things the Magic have done lately. 
is they have positioned themselves really well for trades. As, as I think a lot of people around the league recognize, the Magic are a team that is poised to make the next big move. They're, it's just a matter of when they're ready to do it. So, you know, don't fret. It, it's coming. Cole Anthony, though, his play has been electric. He's doing the things that he is good at. He is no longer settling for jumpers. He's t- taking and walking threes. He's getting to the basket, finishing around the rim with more efficiency. His defense has always been pesky, and, and, and he tries hard even if he's not the greatest at it. But with Jonathan Isaac, with Jalen Suggs next to him, that's covered up for his defense and has really emphasized the things that he's really good at. He and Franz Wagner run that bench unit, and that bench unit has been running circles around the league now for about a month and a half. It's really exciting. I think Cole Anthony deserves a lot of credit and a lot of a lot of the, the kudos for how that bench group has played to keep the magic in games, even if even if the starters sometimes struggle to, to finish them off. The rest of the season needs to be exactly like that. Look, we got a big game Wednesday, so it's it, it, not every game is going to be like that, but that's the style of play that Cole has to play. That's the level of play that Cole has to play at. He has to be looking to probe. He has to be looking to get to the basket. He has to be hitting, hitting those threes. He's found a lot of value doing that. And this final 20 games are his last statement to get an extension. To add a, add a few more dollars to that extension. And again, that's why these final 20 games are so critical. It's not just about the play and chase. As excited and as focused as we are on the postseason chase. The final 20 games of the season are an audition for everybody. I'm singling out the point guards today, but they're an audition for everybody because the Magic are moving from the rebuild phase to the we're ready to compete phase. We're talking about the postseason already. Next year is likely to be a playoff or bust season. To make to continue, I mean, not bust, but they're not going to, you know, you know, I I think I'm going to make my point here. Next season, the Magic should be focused on making the playoffs. That should be their goal. That should be what's important. And we will see if this team is ready for it or what changes this team needs to make. We can uh, look. We can sit here, and I think the Magic have made incredible gains. They played incredibly well this season. We could sit here and say all of that, but we can also sit here and say they still got a lot of work to do. And so we say this every year now: you can't bring everybody back. The Magic do have some decisions to make, and we're at a decision point with Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony specifically. And this is not to say that both of them are gone or one of them is going to be gone or or either of them are going to be gone. This is to say they've got to prove themselves because their decisions come first. And everyone else is in the same boat because there are some big decisions to come for this Orlando Magic team. We'll get to that at the end of the season. When we come back, though, we will chat about tonight's game against the Charlotte Hornets. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Built Bar. If my copy will load, there it is. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. Uh, I have a friend who's a much more serious exerciser than I am. Um, came into the office, his co-worker came into the office, saw him eating Built Bars. I was like, oh, you finally jumped on the train. He's like, yeah, I can't believe it. And then 
He literally read off the macros, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, whopping 17 grams of protein. And I said, yeah, I know. They've been sponsoring my podcast for several years now. I've been telling you about them. Finally got him on board. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built Bar does it, but these bars taste like candy bars, but they have all the protein pack of a protein bar. If you don't, you don't need to wait around anymore to get them. You can always order your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. I even saw them at Publix already, so you can go, go here locally to your local Publix. They're over in the pharmacy, over by the pharmacy section with other protein bars. You can get you can get individually wrapped Built Bar, or you can get a whole box um, if you would like. So head to your nearest Walmart, Publix, wherever today. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a Built Bar, Built Bar box. You can go buy a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Check them out today. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic closed their road trip tonight, their little three-game road trip tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, to say the least, this is a must-win game. You cannot lose to the Charlotte Hornets without LaMelo Ball. Um, you know, it, it's been a constant theme for this Magic team that they lose to teams under 500. They have losses to the Hornets, two losses to the Pistons, a loss to the Rockets already on their belt. Um, those are four games. If the Magic would have won all four of those games, we'd be a half game out of the play-in chase at this point, or theoretically out a half game out of the play-in chase at this point. These games matter, um, and these are the ones you have to get. Um, LaMelo Ball obviously out. He fractured his ankle. Um, they're they're going to struggle to score. That you know, Even with Terry Rozier, even with Gordon Hayward, they're going to really struggle to score. And, and Orlando, especially, Orlando, especially after that loss to Milwaukee, really has to harden its defense. And that's one thing this Magic team has been very good at. And one thing that everyone in, in that locker room seemed very confident about after the loss of the Bucks, that that was just a one-game blip against an elite off- against a team playing at a very high level offensively, that their defense will be fine. And even Cole Anthony said, yeah, I think we'll take our anger out on Charlotte. Uh, they know they are the better team. They know that this is a game they have to have, that this is a must-win game. You cannot lose these games to... Charlotte. Charlotte's the worst team in... Uh, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. They're fourth in the lottery standings. But especially without LaMelo Ball, that is that is a team that is going to struggle. And Orlando knows they have to win this game, plain and simple. Um, I'm willing to say it's a must-win game. You cannot lose these kinds of games. But it's always going to come down to what the Magic do. I, I care less about the opponent, more about what the Magic do. If the Magic defend at the level we know they're capable of, and Charlotte is not nearly the three-point shooting team that, that Milwaukee can be, they're going to be fine. If they don't turn the ball over, that's the biggest thing. If the Magic do not turn the ball over, they will create and generate enough offense to be fine. Um, and so just 
scaling back a little further, you know, I think I think entering this road trip, I think we would have been really happy going two and one. And and we saw, I think we all saw that New Orleans game, or at least I saw that New Orleans game as the swing game of this road trip. If Orlando won that game, they would be in for a very good road trip. Right now, it's the Magic are kind of treading water. They're still four and a half back of the play-in tournament. Um, you know, they're they're they've they've been a five hundred team. They've had no they've had since I believe it's since their nine since their six game win streak. The Magic have not had a win streak longer than two games, but have not had a losing streak longer than two games either. Um, they have a tough homestand coming up: Portland, Milwaukee, Utah before they head out west. Um, starting with a game at San Antonio, another must-win game. Um, and then they play. Do they have another home game? I think they have another home game in there. I, I'm missing a home game somewhere. Um, then they play the L, then they play the two LA teams in Phoenix, um, or they play at Phoenix, and then I think the two LA teams on on a back to back to close that road trip. Um, they've got a tough schedule ahead. Um, they've got to start building wins. They've got to start building momentum if they're going to uh, get back into this race. And you know, look, I think this team getting to 500 is an incredible accomplishment. Um, it, it doesn't sound like much, but considering this was a 22-win team last year, considering how young this team was, considering how the hole that they started they started themselves in, to be at a place where they're going to finish 500 the rest of the year, um, at, it feels like at least 500 the rest of the year, that is such a huge step. If they play the way they're playing now all of next season, they're going to the postseason. Like, that's that. it's that simple. Um, and no season's a straight line. You can't You can't really play it that way, but... The thing that this team's got to learn how to do is to build wins, is to build momentum, is to get downhill. They can't have these kind of random momentary setbacks. Um, that's the challenge for this Magic team. That's the challenge uh, of growth that they have to make as a team that manages the schedule. They've done well to tread water. But if they want to make the playoffs, they've got to start building wins. And so, you know, you got it's got to start with the teams you got to take care of. It's got to start with a team like Charlotte where you just do your job, get your work in, win the game, and go home. And again, a 2-1 road trip is a lot to be excited about at this stage of the season. Then you got to play Portland um, that is a really good team and playing pretty well right playing you know pretty well right now. Obviously, Damian Lillard is a huge, huge challenge for this group. That's a game, that's a toss-up game you got to try and win. Um, a, a game like Portland is going to determine whether you make up ground or keep treading water. And so... This is where the Magic are at. So, first game first, you focus on tonight against Charlotte, get the job done, go home with a winning winning road trip, and then start planning for a big homestand uh, next week. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at Oh, Magic Daily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Game to Game NBA podcast. All the analysis from local experts who know their team best. It's like watching every single game around the league every night in 30 minutes. Get the best analysis from the best analysts that know their teams on the podcast world. I'll say it. I don't care. Check it out today on the Locked On NBA YouTube page, Odyssey, or wherever you download podcasts. It's Locked On NBA podcast. Game to game. Check it out every Monday through Friday. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily Locked On Magic, this is Philip Ross. I'll see you all next time for another episode of
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.